Hello, good afternoon to our iOS 2020 podcast listeners. I'm here together with Christina Micheloni. Christina is the ecosystem chair for the vegetable trial in iOS 2020. She's also a senior researcher at the Kaiyan Association for Organic Agriculture. Welcome, Christina. Hello, thanks for hosting me. Yeah, you're welcome. Thank you for giving us a bit of your time. So this afternoon, you are going to uh, tell our listeners about uh, the challenges that the vegetable sector has faced uh, with the COVID-19 and also with the COVID-19 measures to prevent the spread of the virus. So uh, as usual, we can start with uh, an opening statement. Can you uh, elaborate a bit on these challenges that you witnessed, Christina? Well, uh, this period was quite uh, complicated for the for vegetable producers because on one side there was a high request from consumers. Many of them were at home, so they had more time to cook. So fresh vegetables were most requested also because the season was the, the good one, I mean, to have fresh vegetables and also because they, they belong to the healthier way of living. So there was a high request. On the other end, for several of them, there, was a, there were some problems for delivery because they have to reinvent all transportation and delivery systems due to the constraints of the coronavirus um, regulations. They had, many of them couldn't sell them where they were used to sell them, for example, open markets or farm gate markets. So they have to, to find other ways to deliver them at home, for example, or even through supermarkets. If they were exporting their produce, it was not uh, so easy as it used to be, but they have to, to certify them even further or to verify other measures. So much of the produce was uh, wasted because we are dealing with fresh produce. So if you cannot sell them in a, in a short time, you cannot store them. And that's that was a big problem for, for many of them. But on the other hand, there was a, quite a big problem in Italy, but I'm, I'm sure it was not only in Italy for seasonal uh, labor, because for the restriction, it was not possible for many people, especially from outside Europe, to enter Europe with their seasonal permissions and to work in the farms for harvesting. For example, in the southern and central part of Italy, it was already harvest time, and there were not there were no persons enough to be able to harvest many of them. So another part of the production was lost due to that. Uh, in the later stage, it was sold, but it took weeks in, in between. So it was quite a problem. Uh, even a worse situation was for nurseries, for, and the, for the producer of herbs and ornamentals, mm -hmm. where the market was really stopped. And so they really couldn't really sell much of their products. It was already ready. It was there in the greenhouses but could not be, be sold. So the internal market was, uh, was impacted because I, I assume that um, all the vegetables and, um, and herbs producers, they first tried to look for, um, uh, well, let's take the example of Italy. They were looking for uh, internal Italian market um, uh, uh, sales. Because in addition to uh, the production problems, you have also um, uh, border issues. So first, I mean, my first reflex as a vegetable producer would be to see if I can find um, other consumers for my production. And were there any available tools to help them doing this search? 
Well, for certain amount of products and for certain area, uh, many producers reinventing some of their markets through home delivery. So they use some uh, web platforms for ordering and for payments, and they were able to organize all the delivery uh, family by family. And that was working quite well. It was quite complicated because, I mean, if you are in a small, small town, it's not so complicated. But when you are in Milan or when you are in Rome or in Trieste, to deliver efficiently the, the vegetable bags is not so easy. Or you can do it, but you spend a lot of time and money. And so that's not really a solution. But it was not possible for large amounts. For example, if you are in Sicily and you produce uh, vegetables for the UK market, I mean, it means really a huge amount per day and per week. So to, to find the new markets for such large mm -hmm. amounts that cannot be stored, if not for a few days, is not mm -hmm. that easy. So how did they do? Uh, was there um, some uh, tremendous food waste at that time? Because I, I can imagine that it's not possible to replace a market such as the UK from one week to the other. Yeah. Well, for some products, it was where the storage time is a bit longer, they manage in the meanwhile to solve these export issues and to, to have all the procedures safe and able to, to, to take their way somehow. And on the other hand, there was quite a lot of food loss for very fresh products that could not be stored. Mm -hmm. Few of them could be processed, but it's not, I mean, you, you cannot invent it in a, in a short time. And um... Well, from my own point of view, um, as a consumer of a vegetable, uh, well, of course, I'm not living in Italy, but uh, I, I assume it would be the same in, in Belgium, for instance. And I haven't noticed any um, signs of market uh, shortage. So, it, 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 well, it must mean that uh, the, the vegetable producers, they, they have found somehow their way to the city. Uh, did, did you do you have um, like uh, an explanation for this? Like the, from the consumer point of view, it seemed that this crisis had no impact on my grocery store. Right? But I'm, I mean, I must be wrong. No, well, I don't have a, a scientific uh, answer, but I can imagine that for for certain uh, value chains or for certain structure, it was not that complicated because they were already already well established or really, let's say large size enough to be able to supply all the products anyhow even if some uh, some if some producer were missing or were not able to reach the the platform where they should have um, delivered but uh, from the producer point of view i mean it's easier to replace a, a salad producer so you don't see it in in the supermarket but when you have your salad in your in your field and you have to harvest it and you have to sell it i mean uh, that should be that day, so you cannot wait too much, or, or, or you cannot find immediate solutions for that. So probably on the, on the consumer's point of view, you don't realize that because no. there are many producer producers available, mm. especially okay. if you look at supermarkets or or large large uh, structures. All right. So well, um, okay. It's uh, that's that's clear. Uh, thank you, Christina. Um, well. We also have um, use cases working on uh, possible solutions. Of course, IOF 2020 was not a project designed to fight against the COVID, but it is a project designed to find innovative uh, and creative sometimes solutions um, to, to do better what we already do. And um, so especially also in vegetable production. 
If you think yeah. of uh, your use cases that you're um, overseeing, um, could you illustrate how the use case have adapted to this crisis? We, we couldn't imagine also this application of our use cases, but at the end, we found out that especially all the cases were offering somehow tools for remote control on production size and also on traceability and certification systems. They, they came out to be really important and promising in this kind, also in this kind of situations. Uh, the work within the, the use cases had to, to be somehow modified because uh, some of the researchers or the advisors were not allowed to go in the, in the experimental sites, so or they could not work with other colleagues to finish the, the deliverables. But still, I mean, now that we're taking uh, again the time and we are completing them. From the point of view of, of the tools we are producing, I think there are at least two, two things to, to note. One is really this uh, remote control, all the tools to monitor what is going on in our fields, in the greenhouse or in the vegetables field, from from the smartphone, wherever you are, that can really be a simplification of uh, in these cases. And on the other hand, as the, the for all quality certification schemes, there was uh, at least two months in which, at least in Italy, but also in other countries, the auditors were not allowed to visit the farms, so they could not uh, physically do the auditing. They had to rely on all the data collected in the farms uh, and available through either databases, either uh, IoT sensor or remote uh, sensors and to do their work as auditor with those bases. And so we realized that that could be really a powerful tool to keep control, even between a, a physical audit and, a, and another. So maybe to decrease the number of physical auditing, but uh, to keep the control in continuum. And on the other end, we realized that several certification schemes or several uh, public authorities are requesting the same data to the farmer. And that means a lot of time wasted from the farmer's point of view and also from the auditor. So one idea that that became uh, more and more important in my mind was that we have to make the best and mo most extensive use of existing data before collecting new data. Or let's say, ask ourselves, do we really need this specific data or do I already have many other data that can give me the same uh, information? Oh, I sense that uh, this is a message that you want to pass forward to um, <laughs> to the ones who would shape the data world of agriculture. Am I right? <laughs> well, I think yes. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, especially in this moment in which the EU regulation on organic farming, and I have really all my roots in the organic sector, uh, now, the new EU regulation about organic farming that includes also all the certification rules is going mm. to be implemented soon. It will be postponed a bit, but not too much. But anyhow, especially for organic, but also for other certification schemes, I think policymakers should really focus on tools, IoT and, uh, and uh, digital tools for certification and uh, to reduce, dramatically reduce bureaucracy using existing data and data sets. The point is that the different data sets should be able to communicate with each other, being them from public sources or from private uh, certification bodies or from the farm itself, I mean, the data recording. But we should make really a special effort to, to interlink this information and stop requesting other time from farmers. 
So interoperability of the data, better use of the data to simplify the uh, administrative measures. And um, if I am correct, in fact, it's two statements in one uh, that you made. For, for the first one is um, this, you make the better use of the data we already have. And the second one is uh, maybe we could uh, generalize this um, remote control for certification because uh, this COVID crisis induced a new way of working, with, uh, which is still efficient, uh, but it, which implies a more uh, reliable um, remote uh, tools and IoT. So, in fact, it has modified the way of working, but we have proven it to be uh, still efficient. And on the same, on the same time, we also noticed that uh, uh, it's a lot. It's not about uh, creating new data all the time, but also taking a good look at what data we have and make the most out of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You 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 define it perfectly. I, I put too many things together and you made it in a, out in a rational way that is really perfect <laughs> <laughs> thank you thank you christina uh our listener can't see but i'm really blushing and um, <laughs> so uh, i think we are uh, reaching the um, the end of uh, this uh, this uh, interview um so Unless you have uh, another thing that you would like to say, uh, so we talked about policymakers, but maybe you have also a message to pass to consumers. Well, for sure, because if all this uh, effort is done from the, co the producer side, from uh, allowing many information from the farm, from the field, from the stable to pass through the, 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 the auditing system, the certification system, on the other hand of the line, I mean, in consumer hands, we need to have consumers willing to know more about what is going on on the farm. And I think the COVID situation even uh, increased the, um, the need for, from consumer side to know more about uh, how the food is produced, how healthy it is, what are the conditions in the farms from the far for the farmers and for the animals and for everybody. So, I mean, we can process and transfer all this information through the certification schemes, so the traceability and certification schemes. And it would be fantastic if consumers keep on asking for that and uh, progressively learn how to read these labels. I, I name label, but it includes many, many other tools as well. So the information can be there and the consumer should ask for them. They should not stop just in the, in the processors or, or distributors end, but should be able to reach the, the final consumer. Yeah, I think that's a trend which is growing um, like in 10 years time, probably it would be unthinkable to be in a restaurant, for instance, and not knowing where your food comes from. We're not there yet, yeah, yeah. but I think it is uh, yeah. something that is growing. Yeah, no, I think if you, I think uh, it's also always good to look at what is going on in the wine sector, because somehow it anticipates a bit what is going on in other sectors afterwards. And when you buy, when you're in a restaurant and you ask for a bottle of wine or you buy a bottle of wine in, in the shop, very often now you have some uh, tags or tools or other, other things that allow you to know more about the farm where the grape and the wine was produced. Of course, yeah, that's true. now that, uh, and, and that could be also for other products. 
Uh, it depends, of course, on the value because the higher the price of the product, the easier it is to, to implement all this. But it's progressively becoming uh, possible for many other products as well. Yeah, that's so true. I uh, didn't make this link, but uh, yeah, it's true. I would never buy a bottle of wine without looking first where it comes from. So it's a good example. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, uh, that's, thank you very much, uh, Christina, for your time and for this uh, illustrative uh, example. So, we had the occasion to go through the challenges faced by the vegetable sector and what were the innovative solutions provided by IOF 2020 use cases. I would like to thank Christina, but also, of course, our listeners. If you want to know more about the solutions developed within IOF 2020, visit our website iof2020.eu you will see there all the information you want to know thank you very much and stay tuned for more iof 2020 podcasts